Welcome back to Voice Vulnerabilities, where we are vulnerable and share our common struggles and experiences as human beings. So, it was Valentine's last week. Um, actually, for me right now, recording it is this week. It's coming up. But I thought it would be a fun idea to talk about relationship anxiety and relationship in- attachment styles for this week. So just to start with attachment styles, I think it will be a fun idea if um, the listeners try to see which of the four attachment styles that they belong to. So the attachment theory actually stems from a psychologist called um, John Balby. And he worked with a psychologist named Mary Ainsworth, and they did a experiment um, with babies' attachments. So basically, what they did was they got little babies and put them in a room with their primary caregiver, which would be their mothers. And what they did was they left them with their moms in the room for a while, had some toys around where they could play with, and. In the middle, the caregiver would get up and leave, and a few moments later, a stranger would come into the room.、Um, and then after that, the stranger would leave, and their primary caregiver would come back into the room. So the way that they saw the results and the way that they analyzed it was through how the babies reacted when the stranger came in and when the caregiver came back. So through the different reactions from the babies. They came up with four different attachment styles, and the four were secure attachment, insecure, avoidant, and the last one was disorganized. But I'm not going to really talk about the attachment styles from childhood, but more from adulthood because we're talking about relationships in adulthood, obviously. And basically, based on these four attachment styles. That babies or people in their childhood get from their relationship with their caregiver, it will prolong until their adulthood, and it gives a foundational base of what people would feel in relationships and how secure they feel in relationships. So that is kind of the crux of the attachment theory by Bowlby, and these are the four attachment styles that were kind of renamed from. The previous experiment that I explained. So try to listen to all these four attachment styles and point out to see which one you think that you belong to. You can let me know. You can just think about it, and it might be very helpful for you to analyze your own emotions and your own、um, patterns that you see in relationships, whether or not that is in family or with friends or your significant other. So the first one, which is the ideal one, is secure attachment, and this constitutes the majority of the adult population.、Um, generally, people feel good about themselves and others. They're not afraid of intimacy, and they generally have a good trust about others and don't fear abandonment.、Um, so these people ideally were given a lot of care when they were younger. So They feel secure. The second one is dismissive individuals, also known as dismissive attachment style, 
and this is where people tend to feel good about themselves, but they don't really consider other other people's thoughts, or they don't really trust others. They are content with themselves, and they're content with being with themselves and being alone, and they don't really search for other people's reassurance. The third one would be preoccupied individuals, and these are people who really want an intimate relationship, but they worry that others don't want to be as close to them. So there's kind of a misunderstanding that goes on with preoccupied individuals. They are uneasy in their relationship and constantly anticipate threats and problems in their relationships. So they can't really go up to the person and be honest and raw. Instead, they just create a scenario in their head that people will probably abandon them or not see them as the same person if they really open up, hence them kind of distancing themselves. So that was preoccupied. And the last one is fearfully attached individuals, also known as fearfully avoidant. And this is characterized by anxiety about abandonment and the fear of intimacy. And these individuals are particularly sensitive to rejection. It hurts. Rejection hurts for everyone, but especially for those with fearfully um, avoidant attachment style. And for example, they may miss out on the benefits of relationships because of their fear of intimacy and their fear of abandonment. And they don't really get, um, get the benefit of what a relationship would offer. There are several consequences to being included in either of the three more, I would say, not ideal attachment styles. The thing is, for the dismissive individuals, the ones who are content with themselves but don't really seek reassurance, there's not much of an anxiety that is aroused by them or in them because they're content. So I guess that we can kind of skip. But the others, preoccupied and fearfully attached individuals, are the ones that would probably see kind of a lot of anxiety and see a lot of trust issues in their relationships. Um, Personally, I would say that I have a bit of preoccupied and fearfully attached. I have the fear of getting too close to someone and scared that that person might leave me for this new information that they have about me. And yeah, so that would be kind of um, fearfully attached because I want the intimacy, but I'm scared of the intimacy because of what might come out of it. And also as a preoccupied individual, I am scared of, um, scared that people aren't as close to me as I think that they do. So what that means is that I'll be pouring out a lot to them, but I wouldn't I would think that they don't feel the same and won't pour out back to me. So it feels like kind of a one-way one-directional relationship. So I would say that in the context of a relationship, so having a significant other, having either of these attachment styles could be a barrier, could be an obstacle in your um, love life. So, for example, if you are fearfully avoidant, then you wouldn't trust 
um, yourself to be honest. And re- in a relationship, it is so important to be to be good with your communication and to also say your feelings and emotions, or else it will lead to misunderstanding. But since you're scared of sharing it, there are kind of patches. There are kind of open patches that aren't really filled for the other person. And that creates misunderstanding. They don't understand what's going on. They feel left out. And it's just a really frustrating situation. And for those who are preoccupied, because they don't think that the other person is as caring to them as they think they are, they constantly seek reassurance. Um, This is where you would find the typical clingy um, relationship where they constantly require their time they constantly require them to voice out that they love them because they don't feel secure that they are really feeling loved so just to track it back to see where this stems from because according to the attachment um, theory the attachment styles that i'm talking right now are stemmed from the relationship that you have with your primary caregiver when you're young from around i would say one to five years old And basically, those who are preoccupied or fearfully attached didn't have really a good relationship with their primary caregiver when they were young. They might have been neglected, their emotions might have been ignored, and they probably weren't given much attention. And what you learn from then gets ingrained in your brain, and this pattern goes on and on until you're an adult. So just to say that, you don't need to really blame yourself. You don't need to blame the other person if that person is showing any symptoms, showing any signs of this distrust or fear of intimacy. It might be a result. Um, It might be a consequence of um, parenting, child um, being, being abused or neglected in childhood. Just to say that, let's have empathy for everyone, but at the same time, know how to build your own boundaries and not get entangled in these sorts of relationships um, with so much anxiety and fear of abandonment, intimacy, because those won't reap good results. It won't make you that happy. So what you can do, basically, if you want a healthier relationship, is to, first of all, analyze and see which attachment style you belong to. If you're secure, then you're good to go. Um, If you're preoccupied or fearfully attached, you would probably want to see, first, the signs that you're showing, the patterns in all of your relationships, and then connect the dots and see where the problem is stemming from. Always the first step is recognizing. And once you recognize what attachment style that you are struggling with, you can go on and try to build better narratives about yourself. So for example, if you are a preoccupied individual, you always think that, oh, that person does not care about me. That person does not love me as much as I love them. A way to kind of change the narrative would be, No, that person loves me as much as I love them. And just see the patterns of the behaviors and the things that have been done from that person to you. And if 
it truly aligns if their behaviors align to the um if they align to the idea that they really love you then this is a good sign and you would constantly try to remember and rewire your brain that they are consistent and what you are thinking can be slightly um aired or wrong and for let's say fearfully attached individuals who are scared of intimacy and abandonment it will be good to kind of explain this to your partner or even your friend that you're scared of intimacy but that you recognize this as a problem and that you want help from the friend for you to become raw and honest without any judgment what i what i personally find quite um helpful is if i if i talk to my friend or if i talk to my significant other and explain this problem that i have and explain to them that this is not really the way that i intend to convey myself this is not the way that i wish our relationship was going but it's so ingrained in me this fear is so ingrained in me that there's really nothing much i can do so what helps is that you convey to that person this problem you're having and thus that you eliminate any of the misunderstanding that you could have produced from from any of the symptoms and signs that you had because of these attachment styles and from then you you can more openly tell them that okay i really want an intimate re- intimate relationship with you i really want to have trust in you and i really want to know that um i won't be abandoned you convey that to the person and you work together as a team to make that become true and one thing that i found quite helpful is if i just ask them you know hey i'm feeling scared right now that you will abandon me i'm feeling scared that you don't care about me i'm feeling scared that um after opening up you think i'm annoying i would just be very raw and honest about this and get reassurance from that person's that person that not at all that's not at all what they were thinking about and absolutely it was the opposite so it's kind of you kind of get the reinforcement that okay this is just all in my head the truth is that this person truly cares about me this person will be there for me when i'm really tired and when i convey that and what i'm thinking is just from my head So that will be the beginning steps of re- being super honest about your problem and being very open about your emotions whatever you're feeling saying hey I'm scared you're going to abandon me I have this fear that if I talk about my past life you will leave me because you'll think I'm a bad person you just be honest about that and if that person has a wide enough plate if they have a deep enough heart they will they will understand it they'll definitely understand it especially if they love you um so my advice would be to be honest especially with the people that you think you want to be the most intimate with be super honest and if they truly care about you they will understand you and they will accommodate to your needs because you are such a loving person and you are a special person to them and they will do anything to keep that relationship healthy and to keep that re- and to maintain that relationship So that's just a little tip about how you can deal with these more um insecure attachment styles to be honest but also a note aside again that it's not your fault 
at the end of it because attachment theory says that it's built from kind of a unstable relationship that you had in your childhood whether or not you were neglected literally or much more emotionally unintentional um but it is quite possible and these things we carry with us into our adulthood and sometimes we blame ourselves why we cannot you know, fulfill the right conditions, why we cannot feel so comfortable um, being honest and raw. But there are all reasons to it, so don't blame yourself. Be gentle on yourself, and as I said, try to recognize the problem and be honest about it with the ones that you really care about. So moving on, I also wanted to talk, especially today, as I'm talking about relational anxiety or relationship anxiety, about the psychology of ghosting so i'm not sure if any of you have experienced ghosting at all i myself haven't which i feel grateful for but i know that is a common thing that goes around basically for those who don't know what ghosting is ghosting is when you're in a relationship but um one partner either completely deletes you from your contacts and just does not talk to you anymore and never comes back to you and for the other person that might feel very um shocking and it might be very hurtful because of all the intimacy that you have shared and all the care that suddenly a partner doesn't talk to you and gets out of your life basically and this will probably build further distrust in other relationships about being intimate and it will stir fear of abandonment and stir fear of intimacy for that other person which is terrible and really shouldn't be done but i also wanted to talk especially about ghosting in the perspective of the person who is ghosting because some people might be curious about why do people even ghost in the first place it's such it's such a terrible thing um but terrible things happen but not without any reason so Basically, people who ghost, um, I'm not saying for mo- for all the people, but I'm talking about a majority of the people who ghost, are people who are just scared of stirring up emotions or going through hard stuff such as a breakup. Or they may be kind of scared of the intimacy and they would want to just rather erase all of that in one go without any friction. So people who ghost might have might have the attachment styles of a fearfully attached individual which i said is anxiety about abandonment and fear about intimacy so for those who might be scared of intimacy might start getting extremely nervous and really just paranoid once a relationship gets serious and once things are more out in the open And once it hits to a point where it's not just flirting, it's not only light things, it's getting super, super deep, they get super scared because they don't want to show the deeper side of them. They don't want to open it up, open it all up, and they're scared of what might come out if they do express themselves um, more deeply. And because of that, they, it's a way of escaping. Ghosting is a way of escaping, basically this fear and not having any not having to deal with any emotional conversations with the other partner um 
because it's it's intimidating for those who just don't like stirring up emotions. For those who don't want any of the conflict, ghosting might seem like a easier way out of it. So that's just a short explanation of why people might be ghosting. Um, it's not it's not ideal, but it can happen if, especially that person, is extremely scared of intimacy, extremely scared of showing themselves because they think that. It would lead to abandonment because they showed another part of them that might not be as pretty, and they might think that it might harm them if they open up that much to another partner. Not to say that ghosting is acceptable or justifiable. I definitely think that at least send a text, at least give a sign that you can't deal with this anymore, or you can even just bring up another excuse. You know, it doesn't have to be digging. If it hurts so much, or if it causes you so much anxiety, talking about you know fear of abandonment and intimacy, then just at least try to make another excuse to at least let the other person know that you're going to be leaving, and not just leave them hanging in the air or waiting for you because it can really hurt and. It can really consume a lot of that person's time and a lot of the person's thoughts because they don't know. They might be waiting for your text. They might still think that you're going to be there for them again one day, when obviously you're not going to be. So I guess that's just the final words that I have for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me know below if you related to any of the attachment styles, whether you're secure, dismissive, preoccupied, fearfully attached, any of them.、Um, drop down in the comments down below, or you can just email me any questions or topic suggestions that you might have. I also accept any questions. I might do a Q and A format、um, for my podcast if it's requested. And I also wanted to let you know that I will be posting every Thursday from now on. So be notified about that. And hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you had a good Valentine's, whether or not you're single or with your parents or with your significant other. You deserve so much love, and you deserve to be vulnerable with your loved ones. So thank you for tuning in, and I will catch up with you next time.